tragic death of George Floyd. I have with me to discuss this Deacon Cody Miller, who you're going to love and hear all about in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon Cody Miller, thanks for being with me on the John Henry Weston Show. It is a joy to be with you, Brother John Henry. I've been a fan of yours for years, and it's like I'm a kid at Christmas, opening up his present, and in the present pops out John Henry Weston. <laughs> <laughs> So, Deacon Cody Miller, I know about you, but I'd like you to explain a little bit about your background um, so that uh, our viewers know who you are and where you came from. And I think the where you came from is particularly interesting. Well, uh, I've been uh, married for, it'll be 39 years this June to the most wonderful woman on earth, Miss Cindy Miller, uh, who we are partners together in our family business. And we have one son. He's an attorney. He works for a firm in Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, I've been a deacon uh, since 1988. It'll be uh, 31 years uh, come August the 27th on the Feast of St. Monica. Uh, and I discovered St. Louis de Montfort in 1999. And it was an absolutely life-changing event. But before that, I was a heathen. I was a rock and roll musician with hair down to my shoulders and headed to hell with both barrels and loved every minute of it. And well, right before I, I, uh, I when I got married, my wife married a heathen and uh, and she she was devoted to Our Lady uh, ever since she was a little girl. And she kept praying to the Blessed Mother for her husband. But when she got me, I was not in, in the form I'm in today. But I guess she saw something I didn't see in myself. So after two and a half years of running from God uh, and my wife uh, praying for me uh, every day, uh, I had a conversion in 1988. And that's when I, I uh, I'm sorry, I had a conversion in 1983 uh, when I made a, a, a really serious talk with the Lord. And uh, I was knocked off of my horse by like St. Paul. Uh, miraculous conversion right in front of church, uh, 1983. That was January of 83. Jan January of uh, uh, June of 83, I made a casino, and that's what I call in to be a deacon. And I went to Loyola University for almost four years, and I was ordained a deacon in 1988. And my wife and I have been in business. We believe it or not, we make air fresheners and uh, and sanitizer for a living. I have employees that we have a factory in South Louisiana. But, uh, you know, I was a deacon for 12 years and everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, uh, when I was introduced by St. Louis Marita Montford by quite an accident, uh, my life was changed forever. I was in uh, Piggly Wiggly doing a demonstration of my air freshener. Uh, and I was selling like crazy. I had a bunch of people around the table and I was demonstrating. I was spraying some uh, garlic juice on some napkins and spraying my product on that. It killed the smell. And we were like going gangbusters. And all of a sudden in walks an old musician friend of mine with with uh, with an elderly lady. And we recognize each other off the bat because we were in competing bands together. I played rock and roll music for years. And uh we saw each other and we recognized each other. He said, Cody. I said, Bill. Yeah. He said, uh, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm here selling air freshener. And uh, I said, well, are you, are you still uh, working uh, with your, he repaired automobiles. He said, no, no, I sold my business. So I'm taking care of my elderly mother. I said, oh, really? Uh, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he said, well, do you love the blessed mother? He knew I was a deacon. I said, well, of course I love the blessed mother. And then he said, well, uh, do you pray a rosary every day? I said, well, no, not every day. He said, well, you don't, you don't love the Blessed Mother. And he walks away. And I said, well, I couldn't get him because I had to sell some air freshener on my table. So uh, I said, well, he came in that same door. He, he's got to go out of that same door. I said, I'm going to get him when he comes out. 
So he's going to the door. I said, hey, man, wait a minute. What do you mean I don't love the Blessed Mother if I don't pray a rosary every day? And he looks at me. He said, well, uh, you ever heard of St. Louis Marie de Montfort? I said, who? I said, you ever heard of the book God Alone? I said, what? He gives me a card, a business card. He said, you call me. You go to Crossroads, a Catholic bookstore, and you go get the book. Well, Brother John Henry Weston, that was in 1999. I go get the book. And I open it up, it just so happens, on St. Louis de Montfort's most favorite work, True Devotion to Mary. And here it is. And my life was changed forever. The minute I opened that book, I became mesmerized with the spirituality of St. Louis Marie de Montfort. Now, I'm a professional recording artist and a singer. I had been praying for years, Lord, let me use my musical talents to praise and glorify God. Well, then when I got to studying St. Louis de Montfort, I looked in the book and I said, well, wait a minute, St. Louis was a, was a missionary and a singer. And I said, well, here's a number in the book, Montfort Publications, Bayshore, New York. I said, let me call Bayshore and talk to a priest who's doing missions. As divine providence would have it, that was 2002. I talked to Father Roy Tverdick, still a dear friend of mine this day. He's an SMM, a Montfort missionary. And I told him what I wanted to do. He said, oh, Deacon, no problem. He says, I'll send you an outline of the missions that we give as Montforts. So he sent me uh, uh, an outline of uh, the, uh, the missions that he and Father Fitzsimmons would give. And he said, here's a skeleton. Put some, put some meat on it. And then write back and forth to me and let me know what you got and I'll coach you through the process. Well, uh, March of 2003, on, on the, on, uh, in St. Joseph in Lauraville, Louisiana, I gave my first Montfort mission. And my life has never been the same. Like you, Brother John Henry, I know you have a great devotion to St. Louis and uh, true devotion. I began to immerse myself in his spirituality. And today I have like four missions just on his work, uh, like all of his works. And it's it's amazing how when you live this, uh, my life would change when I studied this too. This is the new consecration manual that was released in 2012 by another Montfort, Father uh, Hugo Gillespie, who assimilated every consecration manual written by the the SMM, the Montfort Missionaries, and in 2012, we released this updated version, which is the gold standard of consecration. I've been teaching this work since 2012, but I've been teaching total consecration. I've ran, I guess, about a couple of thousand people through total consecration through various parishes in South Louisiana. So, I mean, it works. Montfort works. And of course, this book, uh, uh, this is a fun, funny story about this book. Uh, this book is my mother-in-law's book that I got from her. I said, I will not marry your daughter unless you give me your copy of True Devotion to Mary. <laughs> this, this is the first copy by, written by Father Faber in 1862. And this is, I guess this is my favorite copy because it's, it's true to the original. The one in God Alone was the recent one that was done in 75. And I actually discovered a fourth version that the Legion of Mary publishes in Ireland. It's a paraphrase of all of them. So there's actually four translations of True Devotion to Mary. Really, it's an answer to what's going on today with all of these riots and all these killings and the melees of the world. This, this is the answer for our lay people to present a, an alternative way so that we can deal with this this melees and this carnage of death and destruction by becoming victim souls and suffering and plumbing victim souls and suffering and praying for the melees that's going on in our world. Absolutely. So this is the thing. We're in the strangest time because first we were hit with yes, coronavirus sir. and it seemed yes, to um, do so much to uh, people, especially people of faith, denying us the holy sacrifice of the mass. But we, yes, sir. many people, um, Bishop Schneider, uh, Cardinal Burke, um, mm -hmm. others have mm -hmm. said that this looks like a chastisement. And one of the first things that we noticed was we weren't 
doing what is called for in a chastisement. We weren't turning back to God, repenting of our wicked ways. Yes. And so many yes, people suggested that things might get worse, but that might have been hard to imagine only a few days ago. Uh, but yet we now have this much worse situation where it seems much of the media anyway has forgotten all about coronavirus because it's become about this unbelievable tragedy in the United States. First of all, with the with the death yes, of uh, George Floyd, the brutal, brutal uh, death of, of George Floyd, and then followed on the heels of it, these violent uh, uh, demonstrations that are in turn killing more and more people. So this is exactly. absolutely unbelievable. In what way well, um, does does true devotion provide a, an answer to to any of this? What what true devotion has done and is ha, has has done and will continue to do since uh, it was it was uh, discovered in, in uh, 1842 is form Mary's army to be the answer to the violence and the hatred and the vitriol that's ravaging our planet to actually become sanctified and glorified by Jesus through the living of true devotion to Mary. And it's it's a it's a gift that has been hidden for years but now is being discovered by so many young people in my working with young people at the collegiate level and and the uh, uh, elementary school level working with them in the legion of Mary to form little saints. I've seen a new generation that Mary is being formed, that is being formed by Our Lady, who ascribe to Jesus and Mary through living true devotion to Mary. I've discovered a whole new generation who are hungry for orthodox. They're hungry for truth. They're hungry for for uh, the Latin Mass. They're hungry for absolute uh, orthodoxy that has been articulated by Holy Mother Church for 2,000 years. And these young people are not swayed by the the satanic attacks. They they are focused. They're young. They have energy. They believe they can make a difference. And working with these young people, I, I see. I have great hope for our world. Now, it's bad. We we cannot deny that it's bad, but good is never overcome by bad. Just look at uh, what happened at Lepanto. I mean, by all practical purposes, they was lost. And, at, you know, through the intercession of Our Lady and the prayer and the rosary, this has been uh, a, a gift to us as an example of when the chips are really down and our back is against the wall, then we grab, then we go for our rosaries and we go for our penance. So, you know, what, what, what did they tell us uh, in Fatima, penance, penance, penance. Mm -hmm. I guess about a month ago, uh, the the Blessed Mother laid upon my heart in my wife's evening prayer that we start we started doing a, a rosary of just reparation again uh, of the outrages committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus, mm -hmm. because when you live the total consecration and you live true devotion to Mary, what happens is the Holy Ghost and Jesus and Mary anoint our everyday actions to where like you, like it's like winning the spiritual lottery. You give Mary a dollar. Okay. Here's my ticket. I'm buying into true devotion and buying a total consecration. She said, well, great, John Henry and Deacon Cody, because you've had enough faith in me to give me all that you have. I will blow this up a billion times. It's like winning, winning the huge lottery. So the more people you got consecrated and the more people you got trusting Mary for their life, you know, is going to build an army to, to be an answer. And it's, it could get a lot worse. But when, when things are at its worst, that's when Jesus and Mary do their best. And it's easy to be, uh, have despair. But when you look to the history of how Our Lady has brought us out of so many uh, consequences that seem impossible. When you when you look at that and you apply that to your own spiritual life, of course, regular confession, Holy Mass, uh, praying rep, uh, prayers of reparation, coupled with First Saturdays and First Fridays, this is the answer. Like I. Even though it looks bad, I have more hope and more joy than I've ever had before because I realize that the more I give myself over to Mary, the more applicable she'll give those graces that come from her immaculate hands, come to us who are fighting the good fight of faith, where one of us 
can do the work of a thousand people or 10,000 people because we're laying, we, we, we're standing in the breach for those who do not pray, for those who do not love God. So I have more hope than ever, even though like it is dark outside, Brother John Henry, the work you're doing and LifeSite News, you, you have no idea, not in this life, the good that you're doing. Well, he- because it's it's hidden. It's like a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And here's an interesting thing. I think for most people, the, what the the what of what they can do is is really missing. Mm-hmm. Where are they supposed yes. to get to know what to do? So why don't you give me a, a, a kind of a, a prescription, if you were, about prayer, a daily prayer? How much time should we devote to prayer? What? should we do about prayer? And is that itself a work? Is that, as, as you might say, well, enough, people will say? It is. Well, first of all, you have to do the amount of prayer that that gives to your state in life. Like, uh, you know, one of the Office of Readings, he says a Carthusian uh, shouldn't spend his time outside like a worker, and a worker shouldn't spend his time inside like a Carthusian. You have to tailor your spiritual life and your apostolic life to your state in life. Mm-hmm. And that comes, of course, through prayer and discernment. Like uh, for every Catholic, if you will pray one rosary a day, just one, and you don't have to start off with one, start off with a decade and add a decade. And then first thing you know, you'll be praying a whole rosary every day. That rosary prayed with a soul that is sanctifying grace and a soul that received the sacraments regularly and a soul that is attuned to their surroundings of who's out there that need to hear the gospel, who needs to hear the good news, who needs to see my life in the example of one whose radiation comes from living a sacramental life is a powerful attractant for those outside in the world who are struggling. And of course, regular confession. Uh, For the ordinary Catholic, confession every two weeks, every month is good, but a good confession to where you make, you get yourself a good examination of conscience and you go through your life through that two weeks a month. Or if you're a cleric, a priest or deacon, uh, I recommend at least once a month. And to go through the mental inventory of, of, of how Satan is is attacking you in your weaknesses. And all of us are weak. All of us have pressure points that Satan just knows how to push. And he knows how to to get the best of us. But when you allow the, the sacramental life, which... Thankfully, we're getting back into into sync again with Holy Mass. You know, that that scourge from the pandemic that was foisted upon us has done irreparable harm to ordinary Catholics that who felt their obligation of watching Sunday Mass on TV to to really fulfill what you're supposed to do. And it still is not back to normal. Right now in our, in our own diocese, we can only have like 25% of the people. Uh, one, some churches require mass. Some ch- churches do not require mass. Uh, and some churches uh, in other areas around the country are still locked. So we have to overcome the, the double uh, whammy of Our Lady of being, of, 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 Lady, of the evil one who rep- deprived of the sacraments and confession. So it, it is a quite a few obstacle, obstacles to overcome. But if we get back, if we can pray that one rosary with sincerity, with faith, hope, and love, the rosary can be the hinge point for us to gradually come back and get to where we can have a, a vibrant sacramental life again through the church. Mm-hmm. But it comes with prayer, self-examination. It comes with study, action, and it comes with increased faith. You know, Our Lady's uh, three attributes, faith, love, faith, uh, 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 purity, and, uh, and uh, faith, purity, and holiness. When, when we use those gifts from Our Lady and let her be in the driver's seat, so to speak, she can bring us out of, out of this malaise, not only the pandemic, but also the, the uh, Satan's unleashing of his fury on our world. We can come out of this stronger than ever. Because, again, Mary will never be overdone by evil. You just have to not lose faith, have a prayer life, trust Our Lady, and to do what you can and let the, let the grace, sanctifying grace, do the rest. Absolutely. So 
What do you advise to people? So we've we've had all sorts of um, unbelievable <clears throat> events happen in the last few weeks. Uh, mm -hmm. We've seen mm -hmm. uh, mothers and children uh, left at home where their husbands are out. They don't know what's <coughs> happened to them. They're scared themselves. Their kids are sleeping with them in their own rooms. They're you know if if they have yes. guns, they're 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 looking for them to to be ready to defend themselves because they don't mm -hmm. know what's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, in those yeah, circumstances, sure. which are warlike and, and just absolutely crazy, and, and this is in the middle of America, which is normally as peaceful as can, peaceful can be, yes, yes, is sir. the message yes, still the same? Is it still just trust and hope in God? And what if uh, happens the unthinkable that people do attack you, then what? Well, when you, when you do get attacked and you do get attacked for your values and for your faith, know that that's an instant ticket to heaven mm -hmm. and that God will somehow use the evil to bring about a greater good. But it's hard to convince people of that when you're going through it. It's hard to see the sunshine when you're surrounded by clouds and doubt and fear. But what we have to do in our role as, as, as yourself, as, as, as a, uh, one, one of the voices on the uh, media is always instill hope in people and myself as a deacon uh, who more or less have a personal one-on-one -on -one touch to share with them how God loves them in spite of all of the, all of the pain and suffering and to be a person that they can see that in spite of all the, the, the carnage and the bad stuff that we have not lost our faith, that we still have faith. We admit the problems we admit what's happening but we also present an an answer to what's happening prayer sacrifice love kindness generosity care for your brother care for your neighbor and when we allow that kind of attitude in a world that is has lost its way it cannot help but be a light and an attractant for those of us who believe the gospel trust the gospel and act upon the gospel to actually let our life be a reference on the gospel. Uh, there really no easy answers. It's just a lot of prayer and a lot of work. Ora et labora, like the good monks uh, where I go and retreat every year, the Olivetan Benedictines. It's emblazoned everywhere. Prayer and work. There's just, there's just no, no substitute for prayer, work, and faith and trust in God despite of all that that we see, we have to believe what is unseen is making a difference. And the little tiny seeds that we plant here, we plant there, and the kind word, the kind gesture, the, the, the smiling face, the trusting face that presents an answer to the poison that's being injected into our world. And I think that that point is so important we can't realize what is going to change people's minds, what is going to yes, touch sir. people's hearts. The very smallest little gesture, the very smallest little smile, the very, uh, a certain word yes, that you might say, that you're inspired to say because you've given yes. your whole life over to Christ and the Holy Spirit, you're open to him and he inspires you to say even one word or even one look or one smile uh, or even a, a one yes, admonishment sir. perhaps. And they yes, can sir. be transformative, not not through our own, because Christ literally wants to work through us and with us. So yes, sir. that, I think, is, is such a valuable lesson that we're not even called to understand what we're doing when we're working yes, brother for John. Christ, with You're Christ, so right. in Christ, and through Christ to reach out to our brothers mm -hmm. and sisters in this world who are often very hurt and, and messed up and, and need and want Jesus. Um so, okay, so we've got this, this understanding of we need to pray, we need to be in touch with our Lord, we need to be mm -hmm. open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that God might work through us. You, you mentioned now a couple of times the, is sacrifice. And yes. what is sacrifice? What are we to do? What are we called to do uh, in that area? Fasting, not necessarily from food, but the things that you like. Uh, Reparation prayers, uh, do reparation rosary, uh, doing stuff you don't like to do with a smile. And I, I've got a really good suggestion to 
your readers. And it's one of the best suggestions that you'll ever see. And it's right here. Every Advent and Lent. This has been my guidepost for applying myself to the life of Christ. There it is. You can download it for free on if you type in Letters to the Friends of the Cross. You can download it. Just put 16 pages in, in your computer. And if you do this every Advent and Lent, your life will take a dramatic turn as one of the sacrificial souls for God to exponentially increase your own holiness by sacrifice and living the cross. Father de Montfort spent 30 days with the Jesuits. After he left the monastery, he says, I want to put on in pen and ink what my heart has been saying to you. I don't have much time for writing and you don't have much time for reading. He said, let the get the unction of the Holy Spirit be the engine behind this letter. Let my whole let the Holy Cross be my pen and your heart be my book to virtually engrave his message of living the cross. It has unleashed. I, it's so funny. I do ministry at the hospital. I preach a couple of days a week. And for the last two years, I've been encouraging my people in Advent and Lent to pick up, to copy it. And you'd be surprised. Last time I had them raise their hands at the hospital, uh, I said, all right, how many of you guys have read Friend of the Cross? They put their hands up and their head down because it's so challenging that you can only get little pieces at a time. But that's all God wants you to get. He doesn't expect you to understand this fully because there's only one St. Louis de Montfort, okay? There's only one. And when he wrote that book, he lived he lived it because if you study his life, as you well know, he was thrown under the bus many times. He was run out of town. He was poisoned. He was hated. He was maligned by the clergy. He looked like a he looked like a bum. He had ragged clothes and would walk everywhere. But yet his spirituality has lighted up the world. And what he wrote in these works is making saints. Uh, so when, when you take a work like that in true devotion, of course, and of course, Secret of the Rosary is another profound work. I actually have a, a whole mission I do on Secret of the Rosary, four nights of, uh, of, of song and inculcation in the spirituality of Father de Montfort, uh, going through the, the greatness of the Rosary, uh, how St. Louis will take you by the hand and guide you through the, the great mysteries that are embedded in the Rosary, coupled with learning to accept your own cross and to benefit. Believe it or not, Brother John, it's not the big crosses that are the most difficult. We can usually accept them as the little ones that we have trouble. And what, what Father de Montfort teaches you is how to benefit. He says like a shopkeeper. A shopkeeper in his business will make sure he sells everything. He, everything for profit. Well, with Father de Montfort wants to emblazon upon our hearts in Friends of the Cross, is use every tiny cross that comes to you every day, the little ones, like any annoyances or anything that you stop and think, oh, that's a gift. Look at it as a gift and let it shape you, inform you. I have learned more about spirituality, studying Friends of the Cross, than I've studied uh, almost any of his books. Now, True Devotion is great. Secret of the Rosary is great. Uh, Love of Eternal Wisdom is awesome. His prayer to missionaries is, 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 a, is a great gift to those of us in direct evangelization on what to do, how to do it, and the power of an evangelist like you are. Like, man, you got a worldwide platform. Brother John, you have been given a great gift through your worldwide platform, and plus the people that you've interviewed. My goodness. I mean, every time I look at the people that you had on your show, and I say, man, what the heck he's doing calling a Cajun deacon? I don't belong in that bunch over here. Uh, that's that's way out of my league, you know. Or, you know, I, I say it in tongue-in-cheek. Uh, are you ready for this line, Brother John Henry? I'm the unworthy slave of the Southern Command of the Montfort Missionaries in service to the Legion of Mary. <laughs> so, you know, if anybody would take up True Devotion to Mary and the Rosary, those two books 
would enable those people who ever whoever study it and read it and apply it they will be so powerful in the spiritual life that they will make eons of difference in our world just like look what the blessed mother's done in your life by applying true devotion to mary if somebody would have told you john henry weston that 25 years ago, you'd have a worldwide ministry reaching millions of people. You'd have said, yeah, I'm going to commit you to the nut house, right? Who, who'd have thought it? But yet, it's your living the total consecration and true devotion that God uses you and uses people like us, of course, in profound humility. Man, people in, in our stripe, you better make friends with your knees and always be on your knees before God because to whom much is given, much is required. Particularly guys, they, they're they good at praying. It's okay, but they pray and they think, I want to do something. I want to be active somehow. And interestingly, although prayer is the highest calling, there is an active life as well. And this is what I find so fascinating with what you're doing in promotion of the Legion of Mary. And I want to stress before I say this, that it's not the Legion of Mary that you've heard of and perhaps you've seen. Many of the folks uh, who, who might be around my age would know uh, Legion of Mary as something where a wonderful old ladies gather together to pray the rosary together. And they go maybe to the old age home and, and talk to people who are there. And while that's all wonderful and good, it's a little bit challenging for young men. Um, I remember going to a Legion meeting when I was probably 20, uh, 21 or so. And um, I went a couple times because I knew I was praying the rosary. I knew it was good, but it did. It could not, uh, I could not sustain that. But you're doing and talking about a wholly different kind of Legion of Mary. And I, what I love about it is it's very active and it has a, a, an ability to transform the world in that way that most people think of wanting to do uh, evangelization. So please explain. Well, that is the heart of the Legion of Mary door-to-door, direct, one-on-one evangelization. That's the primary aim of the Legion. And of course, through the ensuing years, that has kind of got pushed back to the the the, uh, the back instead of the front. But what what when I discovered this word, actually, Amonfred helped me discover this word too. Amonfred has the pivotal uh, effect in my life both in studying St. Louis de Montfort and discovering the Legion of Mary. Matter of fact, Father Hugh, I'll tell you a quick story about how I got involved with the Legion. Father Hugh, who wrote this book, uh, the, uh, the Total Consecration to Jesus Through Mary, I had him in South Louisiana. He was doing some retreats here in the Diocese of Lafayette and the Diocese of Alexandria. And I, the, my only contact with the Legion of Mary was in 2009. They knew I had been studying St. Louis de Montfort for years. They said, Deacon, can you come to St. Martinville uh, and, and give us a talk on St. Louis de Montfort? Because that's who's that's who we study in the Legion. I said, well, I'd be glad to. So I, I go to give a give a talk in 2009 uh, for the Legion on uh, true devotion. And they give me a gift, John Henry Weston. They gave me a handbook. And you know what I did with it? I went back home. You see this? Uh, I have a. I used to have a a, a a a a secretary there. I went and put the Legion handbook in my secretary, and I never opened it again. Twenty twelve, December the twelfth, twenty twelve, in uh, in Alexandria, Louisiana, at Mary Hill Retreat Center. You get you get it where I'm at, Mary Hill Retreat Center. Father Hugh and I are giving some talks to the priest and the deacons. And for whatever reason, I had brought the Legion of Mary handbook. I have no idea why. Then uh, Father Hugh and I are talking. He said, uh, oh, I see you got a Legion handbook. I said, yeah. He said, well, you know anything about the Legion of Mary? I said, not really. And then he looked at me with this quizzical look. He said, Deacon, I want two words that we deacons learn quick, Brother John Henry, is yes, Father, as a deacon. I said, yes, Father. He said, don't you realize that this book, is this book embedded in it? 
and that its its ministry and its in his life is the engine of true devotion uh, of the legion of mercy. I said, you're kidding. He said, Deacon, I wouldn't kid you about something like that. He said, why don't you read it? So, Brother Henry, I opened it up. Same thing with true devotion. Exact same feeling. I open up the Legion handbook and boom. That a Holy Ghost took that sword, baby, and he run it through the old deacon's heart. Boom. A whole new world opened up. Then I said, uh-oh. Then I got to learn about this organization. I knew absolutely nothing. Then uh, I call up the woman who gave me the book. I said, listen, I just discovered this handbook of the Legion of Mary. I said, who can I talk to to teach me about the Legion of Mary? She said, look, you're going to go directly to the top, deacon. I said, what do you mean? She said, we're going to send you to the uh, the Legion in Houston, Texas, which is a major uh, part of the Legion. I said, okay. So it just so happens, Brother John Henry, boy, it's his divine providence. My son was in uh, going to uh, a university in Houston, uh, St. Thomas University, to study his undergraduate for his law degree. And it just so happens the headquarters in Houston. Well, I was just down the street from the headquarters. Then I started studying with the, with the top, <clears throat> the president of the whole organization. Uh, then I started asking questions. Man, they must have thought I was crazy. I'd ask some questions. And I didn't know, okay, what about this? What about that? What you do about this? Then I came back to Louisiana, started working at the local higher councils, touching base with them. Father Jason Vidreen, who is a saint. He's our spiritual director of the whole Diocese of Lafayette. Then I started going to the meetings and learning about the how the Legion works, all the way from Ireland, which is the headquarters, down to the various councils, up to the basic uh, prayer group, which which is in a parish. And, and this took about a year and a half. And then the blessed man said, okay, Deacon, now you got you walk talk to the people at the top, you got to go to the bottom. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you got to go to the basic uh, different units and you got to learn how to set this up and learn the dynamics of the meeting so you can apply what you've learned through the years with St. Louis de Montfort and total consecration and reinfuse the legion which, which brought them to the dance. Because uh, this is sad, uh, but I got to tell you the story. Anyway, 2015, I'm in Ireland, headquarters of the legion. I'm doing a retreat for 50 people uh, of the a group directly attached to the headquarters of the legion. So, man, I'm, I'm still pitching myself to know this is, this is real because here, here in the audience is Frank Duffs, the founder of the Legion, his best friend, Ender Dunleavy, who's become a dear friend of mine. We talk all the time. And, and I, I thought I was going to be like discover a great treasure trove of study. Well, I said, OK, uh, how many of you have read or reading and will continue to read True Devotion to Mary? Now, listen, this is in Ireland. You know how many people raised their hand? No. How many? Three. Mm. I, I fought it to go hide like, like, a, like, like a roach in the ground. I had opened up a can of worms. Hmm. But you see, and that's endemic with all of the groups. They got away from the basic spirituality, the door-to-door, -door, the studying of this, this handbook, the studying of true devotion. And not doing this, total consecration, I discovered this was the main defects of the Legion. Now, look, the Legion is still operating and doing well, but it was like, okay, you, ha you have, like I explained to you before, the Legion of Mary is like a Ferrari, okay? Uh, it's a Ferrari with 600 horsepower. You got this big race car that's ready to go run down the street at 220 miles an hour. Well, you can take that Ferrari and go to your mailbox and back. <laughs> that ain't what it's made for. It's made to go on a road and run. That's what I discovered about the Legion. And through, through my retreats throughout the country and, and almost every major council, I've been working with the, the presidents, the vice presidents, the secretaries to get back to the basics that made us famous. Just like a football team. What does a football team do to be great? First of all, they study the opponent's moves, just like we're studying what Satan is doing in our world. But then you go over those fundamentals over and over and over and over because it's the fundamentals that make the 
institution great. Well, when you encourage them, you pat them on the back and you kick them where the sun don't shine and tell them this is what we have to do. Because the Legion of Mary was formed 100 years ago, brother John Henry Weston, is the best kept secret in the church, but you have to run it according to the ha- this handbook. Look, that's gospel, mm-hmm. brother. I do not, I ascribe to every principle. If you look through this handbook, I got, I got six colors. I've been through this handbook 25 times. How am I going to teach the officers of the Legion the basic fundamentals of our spirituality without knowing it? Plus, coupled with consecration, the Montfortian, which is the engine of which we operate. So I've seen a, a new breed of Legion members uh, who, who, but of course, I haven't been anywhere since this lockdown. So I've been praying that, oh God, when we can have meetings again, that all of my folks are going to come back so we can continue the education process to work with my people to get back to the basics that made us great. Give you a, a perfect example of the of the power. Bentley Place. If if your readers will Google this and get a copy, it's called Miracles on Tap. I think I have a copy of it. Uh, in 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 my book, it's a story of how the early years of the Legion, when they did what they're supposed to do, they cleaned up the most horrible place on earth. It was so bad it made the Encyclopedia Britannica's worst places in the world: prostitution, murder, gambling, drunkenness. You name every vice, human vice that could be talked about. It was there. Well, Frank Duff was working in the hotels in Ireland with with the street girls who were seeking to change their life. He worked with the street girls in different uh, brothels around the city, had a tremendous success with bringing them back to God by a series of retreats that he worked. That's a whole set of miracles how that happened. But you got to get the book. Get the book, folks. You'll never regret it. You can't put it down. It's called Miracles on Tap. You just Google it and you can buy it. Well, Frank Duff had such success with rescuing the street girls from a life of impurity. And what are we facing today, Brother John Henry? Impurity, licentiousness, the degradation of women. You know, that's, you know, it's all there. Well, Frank Duff had such success, the Blessed Mother patted him on the back and said, okay, Brother Duff, uh, you done good but there's a lot more work for you to do. He said, huh? <laughs> he, she told him, you got to go to Bentley Place and you got to clean that place up. No priest, no police would go there. The priest said, listen, we ain't going there. We scared. The police said, we ain't going there. We scared. Even they had the guns. They wouldn't go in that place. So Frank Duff and 15 women, they went in two years and cleaned that place up. It's like miracle after miracle, after miracle that happened. The only time a priest went in there was to hang a crucifix on the wall and reclaim that place for Jesus and Mary. Now I'm thinking, now listen, if those miracles happen, and that's only one set of miracles, I'd be, I could keep you here all day to tell you about the other stuff, but this is just the, the, the biggest one. Miracle after miracle happened, I'm thinking, with my old Cajun mind here, well, if that kind of power was given to the Legion of Mary with some women who, no education, just souls who trusted Jesus and Mary, if they could do those kind of miracles, why cannot we do those same kind of miracles right now in the USA? Why? Absolutely. There's no reason. And I think so, this is the key because we have actually now got a Bentley yes. place on every street corner. Oh my God, John Henry, you hit the nail on the head, brother. Uh, yeah. And if we, we can get the young people, that's why I'm so excited about working with my young people at the collegiate level and the young families. Like your, your friend, that my mutual friend, uh, Dylan Seymour, who I love to death, that boy is a leader of 40 families of Latin mass uh, people who are on fire. Well, if we can channel that fire with training in this, 
and we can get a group on, on fire and let this spread to the whole diocese. Well, here we have Bentley Place soldiers at our command, brother. There it Amen. is. And if it worked Amen. then, it's going to work. Because Frank Duff, when he started the Legion, it was all young people. You know, because they, they have they have uh, they have youth, they have looks, they have a, a, a they think they can make a difference. People my age, you see, is brother Henry. I'm calling for forgiveness right now. It's my generation that caused all this mess. The hippies. I'm making a public confession on John Henry Weston. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, my generation screwed it up. But hopefully, we can train a new generation. To straighten it out, and we can, because I see the hung in those young people, brother John Henry. I work with those young priests who are on fire. I see their zeal. I see their courage. And look, when I'm with those young kids, brother Henry, they make the old deacon feel 25 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, at yeah. my group at the college at UL, man, look, I got one girl that's so red hot, I gotta follow around with a fire extinguisher. She's a freshman. Her name is uh, Camille. Uh, uh, her first name is Camille Harrington. That young lady, every time we have that meeting, the prayer meeting at, at the college, she inspires me. I mean, she is so on fire. Mary has just taken her little heart, not only her, but all of those young people, my president, my vice president. And I'm looking at this and I'm looking at those people and I'm looking at me and I said, Lord, I'm one lucky deacon be those kids' spiritual directors. And I'm also a spiritual director for a much larger group of six prayer groups. And then I work with Father Vidrin in the diocesan level. And we actually had uh, the director of communications film us, uh, film a meeting, and she filmed each one of those kids sharing a testimony. And as soon as she edits it, I'm going to send it to you so you can see. Look, I'm an old deacon. Say, ah, deacon, you old, you old, fuddy dirty. But if they hear the young people giving those testimonies about how Mary has changed their life, I think we can reach a whole new generation, Brother John Henry. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we have our marching orders. Um, we do you know we have a real opportunity here since we have a bentley place now on every street corner uh, we have a real opportunity to evangelize and so we have a a a book or a, a what would you call it a guidebook if you will to reach people for christ through his most holy mother the most effective way ever discovered to to uh bring christ to people through our lady so, uh, Deacon Cody, as we're closing off, let let us know how uh, people can get in touch with you. Uh, where can they read yes. about you and find out about you? Yes, uh, 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 they can email me, dcncody at gmail.com, uh, or they can call me. Uh, can I give my phone number? I wouldn't do that, but but definitely no, give no us problem. a website they, they, or, or they something can, like that. They can, they can email me because, you know, I, I like I said, I'm a, a recording artist. I have six albums uh, recorded. I'm working on the seventh. Actually, I'm working on, on an album uh, using uh, some songs written by Bill Peffley, who, amazing story. Bill Peffley, was com- uh, he and his wife were commissioned by Frank Duff, the founder of the Legion, to spread the Legion of Mary in Philadelphia. Uh, he was a prolific songwriter. He had he had a, a, a bookstore in Norristown, had tons of conversions, tons of priests that, that because of the Legion became priests. And his wife, uh, Mary Peffley, actually worked for Bishop Sheen. She was his secretary. Mm-hmm. And they have a son who's the number one Legion priest in the country. His name is Father Francis Peffley. If they, if they uh, type in Father Francis Peffley, he has a website with all kinds of material uh, that they can uh, download for free about the Legion of Mary, about the greatness, about stories, about miracles. I just gave y'all just like a tiny tip of the iceberg of what the legion has done through the years that's a whole new world that's going to be opened up because mary needs more soldiers but if they contact me dcncody c-o-d-y gmail.com uh we have uh we have a bunch of monford books i'm a monford distributor we have a bunch of albums and retreats and i'm available for retreats and missions uh, th- uh, throughout the country, too. I have uh, six complete missions. My latest one, I didn't get a chance to give it. Uh, the COVID-19 killed my mission, but it's the four last things, Brother John Henry. Death, judgment, hell, or heaven. I got four source material. 
uh, materials and put it together. Man, look, I was scaring myself putting it together. So uh, I had a good uh, priest friend of mine. I was going to give it in his parish, but we got canceled. So right now, that's the old-fashioned Holy Ghost revival that was done in the missions uh, in churches years ago. It scares the, instead of scaring the hell out of you, it scares the heaven into you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Deacon yes, Cody, sir. I want to thank you for being with us on John Henry Weston's show. And if you wouldn't mind, as we as we depart, if you wouldn't mind giving us all your blessing, that would be awesome. Oh, definitely. We're going to get with St. Louis. Uh, we got him here with us there, Brother John Henry. Dear St. Louis, we thank you for this wonderful con con uh, conversation with such a wonderful and holy man, Brother John Henry Weston and his family of correspondence and his worldwide outreach. Lord, we're going to be greedy for Brother John Henry. We're not going to ask for a double. We're not going to ask for a triple. We're going to ask for a quadruple blessing of the unction of your supernatural grace on Brother John Henry and his family. Bless his wife and children and help him to articulate what it means to be Catholic, what it means to be on fire with the love of Jesus and Mary. And may the spirit of St. Louis Marie de Montfort emblaze himself in you, Brother John Henry, and your ministry and your mission and your life. And may we all who are fighting the good fight of faith be ever filled with hope and joy, even despite of all of the troubles, all of the, all of the attacks of the evil one, that in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that ever was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help assault thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly to thee, O Virgin, the Virgin, my mother. To thee do I come before, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petition, but in thy mercy hear and answer us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, Amen. Brother John Henry, it was it was it was a joy. Thank you for being you and your wonderful ministry. I'm so honored to have been a part of of our outreach to our good folks, Brother John. Excellent. Thank you, Deacon Cody. Thank all of you for watching. We'll see you next time right here on the John Henry Weston Show. May God bless you. Hello, this is John Henry Weston. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. There you will find all the past episodes and much more. Thanks again for watching, and may God bless you.